Hey, Lewis here. I mean, obviously it's me, right? I'm the only guy who actually runs this freaking show. Anyways, I'm here to tell you about something that I'm working on that I'm really excited about. It's not going to be ready until later this year. However, I'm going to give you the lowdown on it so you can get it for free. Here it is. I am going to be releasing a podcast monetization masterclass. I've been spending the last few months on this, building it, refining it, even training my team on how to use this with our own clients. When it is out and finally published and ready, it will be anywhere from, I'd say, $47 to $197. I'm not sure what I'm going to price it at yet, and there will be a lot of bonuses that go with this course as well. However, the first 100 people who actually raise their hand, say they want it, and actually go through the course and give me good feedback are going to get it for free, okay? So if you want to be one of those 100 people, there will be a link to a page where you can sign up and add your name to it and your email, and then I will send you the 1.0 version of this course when it is out, all right? You'll be one of the first 100 people. Once I hit 100 people, I am shutting it off, and it will be a paid product, and that will be it, all right? So make sure if you want this course for free, be one of those 100 people because that is the only way you will be able to get it for free. All right, that is it. Now back to this episode. So I just had a great conversation with Saba Ali, which if you don't know who that is, you will find out very soon. But one of the things I want you to pay attention to on this episode with Saba is how she has been able at a super young age to get on places like NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox News. Um, she's a two-time TEDx speaker. Um, she is a very, very sharp business coach as well as a brand uh, kind of a brand consultant, brand strategist. Um, so today you're going to learn from Saba Ali, as I mentioned. She is the founder of Brands That Sell. She's a coach, a business coach, and a two-time TEDx speaker and a best-selling author. So she's done a lot, and she's only 24 years old. And why I wanted to bring her on here is because besides all those accolades, I've been a part of her community, and she over delivers consistently. So you're going to learn a couple things in here today. Again, So again, I want you to pay attention to how she's gotten featured and she shares exactly how she does it, uh, how she teaches her clients to do it. So if you have questions about that, I want you to make sure you check out the show notes to reach out to her, but also how she's leveraging Instagram and Facebook um, to bring in clients, um, craft a brand that actually sells and craft a brand that's actually going to attract your right customer. Okay. So she's a great organic marketing um, coach as well as a brand strategist. So without further ado, enjoy my interview with Saba Ali. In a world where ad costs are continually rising and prospects are getting more and more skeptical about who they can trust, how can you reach new people in a way that's authentic and effective? A place where you can build trust at scale and convert skeptical prospects into raving fans and clients. Hey, my name is Luis Diaz, and you're listening to the Podcast Domination. Podcast Domination Show, the place for entrepreneurs and businesses that want to know how to build a podcast that helps them grow their business, get more clients, and build their brand. I appreciate your time. Thanks for joining me. Cool. So I'm, I'm actually excited to have you here because I know I've been, we're in the same mastermind, as you know, um, mm -hmm. but you've just been growing and growing and growing. And it seems like things are clicking. And you know, when I saw you like in the Facebook group, your Facebook group last week or the week before we, we did the interview, um, 
a lot of people were really, really impressed. Like I saw a lot of like testimonials, people just saying like how impactful your content's really been. Um, and I know, you know, it's funny, like personal branding is something that is for me feels like an ambiguous term. And I think a lot of people in this Facebook group will, will agree that like, they don't really know exactly what personal, like we have an idea what personal branding is, but it's like how to execute on it and make it really good. And something that's going to create sales is something that's a bit of a mystery or a black box. Um, so I'm actually curious because I've never heard your backstory. So we'll, we'll jump yeah. in there. And then, um, I know you're from Iowa, which is funny. Um, <laughs> cause I, I lived there for a couple months, which is a whole other story, but, uh, but yeah, let's jump in there. And then I want to dive into some specifics and how you're helping people with organic marketing and help helping them create some high ticket offers and, yeah. and closing high ticket deals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It was so fun when we did your interview in my Facebook group, yeah. to go, so no. I'm stoked to do it here in yours. Um, but yeah, we'll get into like the entire misconception there is about personal branding. Um, that's one of my favorite topics I love to talk about. Because um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times when it comes to branding, it's like colors and logos, right? But there's just so yeah. much that um, when it comes to personal branding. But yeah, I'll tell you guys a little bit backstory about me. Um, I got into, geez, I got into like the entrepreneurial space when I was 19 years old, when I was still in college. So I'm 24 now. So been at it for like a few years now. And I actually, it was funny. I actually got into it when I coincidentally met one of my mentors when I was still in college. I was an overachiever back then and still am. So I went to go listen to an extra credit speaker, right? Just for extra credit <laughs> my classes. Yeah. Um, let alone, he turned out to be an entrepreneur, right? He was on this mission to create this event back in Iowa, um, X, Y, and Z. Long story short, he was looking for interns. Being the overachiever that I am, right? I was, what, a sophomore back then? So I went to get that internship. Got it. I was the best intern out of all of them, right? Really mm-hmm. competitive over here. So I started to work alongside <laughs> his companies all throughout college. So basically what happened was I started to learn by working with my mentor, Brandon, um, all about like branding, marketing, PR, um, mm-hmm. copywriting. Back then I was also helping on put on like events and masterminds. And as I was doing that, I was documenting it and sharing my story online. Let alone gotcha. back then I didn't really like realize I was building a brand, right? right. So I started to grow my audience on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, one of the first products I ever sold online was my book right here that I have. Um, I wrote, published, and launched it in 30 days. Um, Enrolling in Confidence, how to oh. live the lifestyle you want in college. So back then, since I was a college student, like my my audience was like college students, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so I did that for, you know, one or two years. And then I went into the senior year. Of, of college, right? I was 20 back then. And up until that point, I wasn't really like selling anything. I didn't have like coaching offer, no real business. And people actually started to come to me asking for help. How are you creating content? How are you speaking on stages? How are you building an audience? How are you like connecting with your people? Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. I start to put the pieces together that people really resonated with me because of the story I was telling them. So I launched an agency, did that for about six months, didn't like the business model. And then when I graduated college back in 2018, I transitioned into coaching. So that's what I do now. I've been doing it full time since then. Um, and yeah, primarily what I do is, you know, I work with coaches, consultants, service providers, help them sell more of their high ticket offers all through personal branding and organic marketing. So 
that's me. That's my mm-hmm. my story and where I kind of came from. Um, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. Very cool. Cool. So where'd you go to college? Is that a random curiosity? I'm, I'm a huge football fan. So um, I was State. Always... I was State University. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. You guys are pretty good. Pretty good I team over there. Um, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, cool. So that's funny. So I didn't know you did agency. I also didn't know you wrote a book, which mm-hmm. kind of makes sense as to how your those pieces I feel are definitely helped you shape what you do now in organic marketing and how you how you approach it. So let's dive into like I've seen you create high ticket offers. I've also seen you sell like higher like five figure higher end offers. Yeah. Um, and and so what's kind of the I guess we'll go into the thing you mentioned earlier, which is the misconceptions and the and the myths around personal branding. Let's dive into those because I'm sure there's probably one or two that um, I'm probably making a mistake right now. So yeah, we can do, totally do an audit or if you if however you want to roll. Um, but let's start there with like the myths and mistakes with the yeah, personal branding. Yeah. So I know I love talking about this because yeah, I feel like there's a really big misconception about personal branding and like the main thing. The first thing about it is people think like branding or personal branding on its own is just like external branding, right? Which Mm -hmm. is like the colors, the logos, the website, making everything like visually look good. That's one core of branding, but that's like external branding. Hmm. Internal branding is more where like the personal brand comes into play, which is like your messaging, the story, how you're positioning yourself as the authority within your niche in your industry. And the feeling and experience you're creating for your client, right? So if I were to describe branding in like one sentence, it's basically like the feeling and experience you're creating for them, mm, right? So it. so what happens is when people think about branding and personal branding, they're like, oh, I don't need to, you know, focus on like colors and like logos and, and images, right? Because that's not really important. If you're just starting out as like a business owner, whether you're a coach, consultant, agency, you know, you probably don't need to focus on those, but you still need to focus on your internal brand. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, that's why important. it's really hard for people to sell their offers because there's no real connection with their ideal client, right? Basically, all they're yeah. selling is, hey, I have a three-month offer. This is why you should buy it versus, hey, this is the transformation I made for myself and all my clients, this is where I used to be. This is where you're at now. This is like the journey I can take you on to get to this end result. Um, so yeah, like all in all, it's like not just the logos and the colors. There's so much <laughs> like that. Got it. Okay. So I never, I never heard this idea of external branding and internal branding. External yeah. branding, as you know, we are people you mentioned, everyone knows colors, fonts, designs, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff's really not important. You, what you mentioned, the internal side of like the copy, the story, the messaging of how you're crafting and positioning yourself. I find that to make the, that makes most of the sales. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like with podcasting, like storytelling is so, so, so critical. Um, and even in like you're saying organic marketing. So for somebody who's like new and they, maybe they've been posting content that's like it's the the how-to content. It's like the content that has no personality, but it's like just good information content that's like more of like a commodity. Um where do you start with somebody who they're like I I'm an expert, like I know what I'm doing, but I don't like to put my own story or put myself out there. How does that person start to work in their story? Um or maybe there's some mental blocks that they have to go through before kind of being vulnerable enough to share that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, once when someone has their foundations in place and basically the foundations is like 
who are you targeting, right? What's your niche? What's your ideal client? What does your offer look like? What does your message look like? Um, then it's going into the phase of like actually like marketing yourself through that, right? Yeah. So one of the core pieces people need to identify is like what identity are you presenting yourself as that coach, owner, agency owner? Like what is that identity? And you want to make it in sync with the ideal client that you're trying to attract, right? So for an example, one of the identities that I hold for me and myself and the clients that I want to attract is having a very, very confident personality and like a tough love type of coach. Like I'm very transparent when it comes to my content. Like I will cuss, I will tell people how it is just because that's just how I am. Yeah. Right? And people resonate that. And of course, I'm going to repel people who I also don't want to work with. Exactly. Um, versus like also with me, I, I don't really show that much of like my personal life when it comes to like my family and like my intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't. I chose not to do that versus someone else. They might be doing the exact same thing that I'm doing. Right. But they chose to bring in family as an identity to their personal brand. Right? right. Because they're trying to attract maybe like fathers or mothers or people who do have a family. Right. So when we're scrolling through social media, if someone sees one of my value posts versus someone else who integrates family as an identity, yeah. that idea of client is going to follow them versus me. Right. But gotcha. yeah. if, if those keywords and those identities aren't even there to start off with, and it's really hard to do so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other thing that I, I like to teach my clients is understanding your unforgettable factor, what I call it, which is basically like your unique selling proposition, like what makes you different than yeah. everyone else, right? Doing the exact same thing as you are, right? And this can be, this can come down to like the process that you teach. Once again, it can be um, the offer and the delivery of how you're even teaching your clients. And then once again, it goes kind of back to like the personality, the identity of how you're actually connecting with these people. Um, I know, like, I feel like a lot of people probably know Dan Henry. Um, He did this early on in his business. He created a lot of polarizing content and he did it from a marketing perspective to gain attention on what he was doing, right? So like with him, he had that type of personality to go out there to create polarizing content to bring attention to him. Versus someone else, they might they might want to go and do a different type of approach, but still get the same success that he got, right? right. So it first comes down to identifying the identity you want to hold for yourself and the type of clients that you want to attract, and then figuring out what your unforgettable factor is, so you can start to channel that through through your marketing and through your content. Yeah, that's a really, a really great point because there's so many, I've met so many coaches and like they have similar success, but how they got there is totally different or how they operate is totally different or how they live their life is different. And that reflects in their content and it reflects in how they speak and how they talk and how they enroll in their programs. So that's a great, 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 great point. Are there any questions that you ask somebody who's starting out or someone who's like in your program? Like, um, like, are there any big questions that you ask to help them shape their brand or shape that identity um, at all? I'd love to like kind of dive in. Tell people can leave with like a question of like a question they can ask themselves or something. Yeah. Yeah. So one exercise that I actually do with my clients, which is really fun. And I still do this time to time because my audience is always changing. I'm always building, mm-hmm. attracting new people is actually going and asking. Well, first of all, if you don't have an audience, maybe you're just starting out is doing this exercise either with a family member or one of your close friends that really knows you 
and basically asking them to make a list of the top 10 strengths that they see in you mm. and the top 10 weaknesses. Right. So I remember I actually did this a few years ago and I sent it to like 10 of my close family, family members and friends. Mm -hmm. And it was really funny because back then I thought one of my weaknesses was confidence. Right. <laughs> funny. When I got all the responses back, the number one strength that listed for me was, was confidence. Right. So something <laughs> yeah. that other people saw in me, I thought I didn't have. So when I realized that people saw me as an out, like a confident person, I can go out, do these things, get on TV, speak on stages. I just needed to own that and channel that through, through my marketing. Right. right. So I have my clients do this exercise, go out and ask your friends and family members to list strengths, weaknesses, different things that they see about you, and then come back and look at all the things that you gather up. Right. And that way it'll give you an idea of like, okay, do people see you more as like, an empathetic person and more as like a leader, right? More as like a best friend, right? And that'll help you position yourself as what type of coach or consultant or service provider that you actually want to be. Um, and then second to that is if you do have like a small or a big audience is asking them, literally making a post to be like, hey, why do you follow me? <laughs> I've made this a lie and yeah. it's fascinating. It will tell you the exact reason why they follow you. Um, and once again, it's just, you know, creating that content from them, starting to position yourself in why, why people really choose, choose to follow you. Yeah, that's a great, I love that. That's a great, cause anybody here listening can do this and they can, they can actually make that, make that, uh, or do that activity today. Like go out and ask people mm -hmm. in your circle, 10 qualities or strengths and 10 weaknesses. I yeah. think it'd be a really good, really good exercise probably to do like once a quarter with your team. If you have a team um, to just like sign or like, you know, go through and maybe put it as anonymous, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and, and get some feedback on, on that stuff. I think I might do that as well with my mm -hmm. team. Um, so you mentioned a little bit there, like, I know for you, we talked a little while ago and one of the things you help people do is get them on stages, get them on podcasts. You've been successful at that. Um, and everyone's kind of got their own signature process. And I know my, uh, my audience and my, my podcasters, they love to know that stuff. They always want to figure out how to get on more podcasts, um, what's working for them. Um, but also getting on stages, which is something for me, like I've done some speaking, but I haven't done a ton of speaking. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know that realm as well. Um, yeah. I definitely want to dive in there because I do feel like that's an organic strategy or earned media strategy that we can definitely, you've, you've been successful with. And I know your clients um, seek you out for that. Yeah, for sure. So it's quite funny because before I, before I ever got into my coaching business, I was doing this for myself without like, without really a strategy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the best way to put it, but yeah, I was kind of doing it without a strategy. And what I realized over time is probably like 75% of the podcasts and like the interviews and the speaking engagements and like the media features I got was by people coming to me because of my personal brand. So a lot of the speaking engagements like last year, was this last year? Yeah, last year, um, I got the opportunity to speak at an event in Delaware. And I, I, I share this stage with Trent Shelton, if you guys are familiar with him. Um, big, yeah. big speaking engagement, right? And that one I got simply by someone who came across one of my Facebook lives I did. And it was an authentic Facebook live of just like mindset or something. I was just going, yeah, like there's a topic that was on my mind and I was just talking. And then suddenly I get this message 
And he's like, hey, I just saw your Facebook Live. I love the passion that you have. I love what you're talking about. I've been following you for a while. I'd love to have you come and speak at one of my events. So, and this person, like he hadn't even been engaging on my stuff. I didn't even know him, right? Yeah. So I know sometimes a lot of people are like, oh, I'm producing content, but no engagement. People are still watching. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good lesson, yeah. I yeah. didn't realize that until I've until we had some clients come in. Like they never engage, but they're like, oh, I read all your posts. I'm like, not even a like or anything or comment. Where are you? Where, people, where did you yeah. come from? Exactly. Yeah, like, they they continue to follow you even if they don't engage, and then suddenly they'll reach out. Um, so like one perspective I like to look at it is when you do develop that brand and be, make yourself known in your niche, people will seek you out for these podcasts and speaking engagements, mm-hmm. right? But like the second way, if you're like actively trying to book and get on those, I mean, it depends. I can dive deep in like, if we want to talk about speaking or podcasts or like media features, um, it kind of comes down to like the story and how you're actually presenting yourself to these different platforms. Mm-hmm. I guess the entire framework is basically the same. Um, for an example, I I used to do this for my mentor and now I teach my clients to do this as well for like themselves is getting on media features like NBC, yeah. ABC, Fox and all of that stuff. The best way for you to be able to get featured on one of those publications or on a big podcast show is literally type out and present the entire episode or feature to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're sending them an email, literally write out like this is how the segment is going to look like. These are like the titles. This is like the body. These are the questions. These are like images, B-roll, everything that you need. Um, And for for like media features, I would be like, I'm available to come in and do an in-person interview at like these times and dates. Right. So it's like basically I'm presenting it all out for them. They don't need to do any work. All they have to say is yes. Right. Because typically these publications, they're actively looking for features. If you can give them a story that's good tied into the current situation, what's relevant in what's going on in the community or the world, like they're going to say yes. Yeah. Right? So if you're trying to do this, what I would do is make a list of all like your local publications. If you're locally, it's probably the fastest way for you to get featured. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same thing kind of with like podcast shows, right? Make a list of all the shows that you know you can add complimentary value to and then write out like the entire segment like the headlines the talking points um why you would be a great fit for that audience right always leading with with them not you if you focus on you they're not gonna want to bring you on yeah uh, and then it's just a matter of like sending out and making that connection i would always connect with like the the newscaster or the reporter or like the host the admin on social media prior to sending that so that yeah. way they can kind of start to see my stuff even before they get my email. Gotcha. That's really a great tip. Like I think we're gonna have to cut that clip out and literally just use that as, yeah. as a feature, as a feature 30, a 30 to 60 second clip. So in terms of presenting your offer or your story to someone, I found this works too. So you're so right. Like I've had a we've had a lot of success booking on like random yeah. podcasts. Like no people I have zero connections with. Um just by laying out that whole that whole process and leaving literally like trying to flip over every stone so they have no uncertainty because if you can imagine like a news anchor or a news show like they have to produce daily content so it's not like they they're not recording or producing because they need stuff for next week and you know upcoming days so they need to find people but if you don't present it right 
and present it in, in entirety, make it so they have a lot of work to do. They're like, no, yeah, it's like <laughs> they don't have time for that. time to go back and ask you like questions, right? So yeah. you just do it for them. It's yeah, it just makes it so much easier. Uh, absolutely. So that's really, really awesome. So yeah, we've, we've covered podcast guesting. We've covered like, in my show, we've covered podcast guesting or like getting on TV. We haven't covered media features, which I know for me, I'm like, sometimes I look at people's website. I'm like, I want to get on Yahoo or like NBC or I've spoken on places, but I've never really done that. So that's a huge thing we haven't talked about. Yeah. Um, and the main key takeaway, like you're saying, is like to actually present them the entire thing um, a to Z, no questions asked or no other things left out. Yeah. Yeah. Basically A to Z. And one other method I've used before, um, this is like a great strategy that anyone can do like literally today is go on LinkedIn and literally research like, um, contributors at like Forbes or Huffington or like wherever you're trying to get featured on, connect with them and just start a simple conversation. Right. Um, just making that relationship. And then when you start to take they're like what you do, the success you've gotten, they might actively be writing an article right now and might want to feature you, right? So mm. it, like this type of process, it's more like a relationship building based. Um, nowadays, you can pay for PR like on Yahoo for like $500. Of course, you can do yeah. it that way too if you just want like the labels on your website. But yeah. if you want to do it in a more organic way, like you can, you can literally connect with the writer or the contributor like through LinkedIn. That's like the fastest way to find someone. Um, and yeah, I just start a conversation from there. And sometimes these people, like they're actively like once again, jumping on calls and get on like a 15 minute call and be like, Hey, this is what I'm up to. This is what I'm doing. Um, and they'll probably bring up what they're doing, what they're writing about. They might have a feature right. coming up. Right. So then it's kind of just authentically happens that way. That's awesome. It's so funny. I even know a friend of mine who's a couple of friends who are featured like contributors for Forbes. And I've never thought to ask them like, Hey, like, what are you writing about right now? <laughs> you, you can go that's Forbes funny. next month or next I know. week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. So that's a great strategy. Like the LinkedIn strategy of like just connecting with these people and having a conversation or just being in their radar in their newsfeed yeah. can open up the door for so many things. Right. Um, so that's such a brilliant strategy. I've never thought of that or even heard of that from anyone else. So Thank you for that, Saba. Um, I, I, let's let's take a very hard left turn into organic marketing. So I know you do a lot of stuff on Facebook. You do a lot of great content on Instagram. Um, some people here, like me as well, have probably fallen in and out of love with Instagram. And like we use yeah. it for some podcast clips here and there. We don't use it too much with our with our internal strategy. But yeah. um, what do you find? I don't want to say working, but like what do you find is changing? with Instagram in terms of how to be successful? Like what's changed about uh, what you need to do to be successful in Instagram, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'll kind of, I'll kind of first take out more of like a broader perspective of like cool. 2021, like what you should be focusing on as a business owner. And then I'll kind of focus in more on Instagram. And I love that you asked me this question because I was actually talking about it um, with my team members like a few weeks ago. It's like, okay, like this year, like what's the big like trend? Like what are people focusing on? What like how is marketing going in like 2021? Like what are people doing? Like just based on how 2020 went, there's such a low barrier to entry into the online space, which is good, right? People can build a successful business from like their home, right? So many more coaches, so many more consultants, so many more service providers which also means that whether you like it or not, the market is more saturated. However, that doesn't mean there's 
necessarily more competition, right? So more than anything this year on its own, even though I'm like a personal brand expert, of course, I'm going to be biased to it. Like this year, you should be focusing on your personal brand more than anything, right? Because that is the only way you can separate yourself from everyone else doing the same thing as you, right? Because let's be honest, there's millions of people teaching organic marketing and even personal branding, right? But the only way you can really differentiate yourself is you and your story. No one else has your story. And that's just like fact, right? So with that being said, when you focus it more on Instagram, I kind of like to use Instagram as like my personal reality TV show (laughs) Um, when it comes to like utilizing stories. And and I'll, I'll tell you a quick thing, Ashley. I use stories more than I actually post on my feed on Instagram. And I still post every single day. But as a consumer of Instagram, I only look at stories. I rarely go through feeds. So I realized, and I've asked a few other people around too, is like, hey, do you guys actually like take the time to scroll through Instagram nowadays? And they're like, no, not really. So I'm like, fascinating, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, stories are such a great way to build a relationship with your audience. Like it really is your own reality TV show. Like you, you can share the behind the scenes of your business, what you're up to when you're on coaching calls, when you're doing interviews like this, because people want to see you more as a person rather than business. That's just how it is. Um, For me, I receive more inbound leads and inbound clients from Instagram more than any other platform, more than Facebook, LinkedIn, anything. And it's because like I, I build that relationship with my followers, even if I'm not like talking to them one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Because exactly. on Instagram, like you can you can use like the the poll feature and like the questions and really engage with them to build that that authentic relationship. Exactly. So before we leave, we'll make sure we do a screenshot of this of this Zoom so that we can both post it on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, that's a great point in terms of how to win on Instagram and not have to be doing a ton of stories, a ton of. Uh, feed posts, a ton of reels, literally just pick one of the features they have and dive into that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just showing the behind the scenes of your business. I'm like, I'm pretty sure my feed is going to be strictly or my story is going to be like, just like screenshots of like my screen throughout the day. Yeah, <laughs> like, It's literally just behind the scenes of what I'm doing. I'm not going to um, show my food or anything or anything crazy. So that's a great tip. I, I really appreciate that because it's, uh, you know, if you're not like a really doubt, like invested in the platform, like I'm invested in podcasting. So I know what's going on there. I don't know what's ter- terribly what's going on in Instagram or how I should be approaching yeah. that tool, even though it is important, um, towards what we're doing. Uh, so that's, I love that. Now tell me a little bit about what else you're doing in terms of like, I guess what's working right now. Cause you, you do, like you said, you do organic and I know I've seen you on Facebook as well. Do things is the strategy on Facebook, the same as the strategy on Instagram in terms of the content you're posting or is it two completely different, uh, two different strategies? Yeah. So in terms of content, I post the exact same thing on my Facebook as I do on my Instagram. Um, and primarily because my audience is the same on both. I don't have a different ideal client that I'm targeting on my Facebook versus Instagram. So not really. Um, for some reason, I personally don't use the Facebook story feature that much as much as I do like the Instagram one. And I think it just because like, like Instagram started with a story feature, at least I think it did. And people just, you know, have the story on Instagram versus Facebook. So I don't, I don't really use the Facebook story feature that much, but once again, I think like Instagram and Facebook, they have two different vibes to them. 
Facebook, it's more like more like business and like conversation and like content, like Facebook groups versus Instagram. It's more just like you as like a person. There's not really that many features. There's not like groups and like, um, you know, other things that Facebook has. It's just like you. That's it. So I think that's why for me personally, Instagram, it's easier to build that relationship with my ideal clients, still nurture them. Right. But then when they're ready, they'll like come to me versus like Facebook. Once again, like, you know, I can have a conversation and book a call with someone. Right. But both Instagram images, it's so much more inbound. I feel like. Mm. That's a, so you mentioned there, Instagram is just you. Facebook, it's just, it's more of like, there's other things going on. There's groups you're a part of, you have a company page, you can have a Facebook group with a different identity where it's not all about you. Um, your content's using more long form, especially if you're doing long form, like value posts. So I think that's a, it's a great, not really a tactic, but a mental shift of like, okay, what am I doing on Instagram? It's like, it's actually just, just you, you're sharing different things on stories. Uh, I, I, I appreciate that. And I like that. Um, for me personally, if anyone gets anything value from this is like, I'll definitely will, um, in terms of how to approach that. Um, I want to make sure we give some time so people know kind of where to follow you. And I know you have a great Facebook group as well. I like the name too. So, uh, before I ask my last question, um, what's the name of your Facebook group and also kind of like, where can people find out more? They want to get in touch with you, Saba. Yeah. So the name of my Facebook group, it's Unforgettable Coaches, Branding, Marketing, and High Ticket Sales. Um, so yeah, if you guys are watching this, definitely, you know, join. I do trainings and workshops and I actually am doing a live workshop next week. So if you guys want to check that out and attend, you know, you can find it in my Facebook group. But yeah, once again, like, you know, on Facebook, feel free to send me a friend request. Instagram, you can find me if you just type in my first and last name. I'll probably be the first person who pops up on there. You can go through my my stories, check out my feed. But yeah, no, feel free to connect. I, I love connecting with new people, having a conversation. And yeah, you guys can kind of binge through some of my stuff. And if you guys are focused on developing that personal brand, you know, that's that's the place to be is my Facebook group. And what's the name of the workshop? Just so people know. Yeah, so the workshop it starts next week, March 15th. It's called the Magnetic Coach Five-Day Workshop. And it's basically focused on how to create a brand people can't say no to and scale past 10K a month within your business. Love it. Love it. Very clear on the offer and, and like what people are getting. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So Saba, for you, what are you focused on? I'm, I always love to know this because it helps me figure out how I can help people more and further. And for people listening who have a podcast listening to this, this is a great question to ask people. Um, what are you focused on in 2021? Uh, and it could be personally, let's, let's go personally and professionally. What do those two things look like for you? Yeah, so personally, for me, I'm just always expanding like my mindset and how to always be a better version of myself. So for me, probably within the past like one or two years, I've been just learning more about like spirituality and like how our mind works and like the brain and law of attraction. Right. So I, I love to read. I have my bookshelf back here. Right. So I'm just I'm just always learning more about myself, right? And how I operate. Um, what I've learned probably within the past year is like up here is 80% of what you do and 20% yeah. strategy, right? Tony Robbins says that all the time. So for me, if I just learn more about this, it's easier for me to get to that next level 
of myself, right? In every stage, whether it's personal or, or business-wise. Um, so personally, yeah, just focusing more, more on learning about myself, mindset, spirituality. And then in terms of business, yeah. So this year I made it a point to do more just like collaborations um, with people do more like interviews like this, actually connect with people and how we can support each other to grow. Um, like once again, when I first got into entrepreneurship, it was through like my mentor. And that's probably one of the key things that he taught me is like who, you know, will get you very far in business. Um, and now for me, like the point where I'm at is in my business is I have like a strategy now. I know what I'm doing to get clients. I have like my team, my systems were growing and scaling. Now it's like, okay, what's like the bigger vision and mission of it all? And how can I connect with people that are also on kind of like similar visions? So that way there's not competition, right? But it's collaboration. Um, and that's what I really believe in. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the ability to uh, transfer value from different people who are on mm-hmm. the similar path, I find is super helpful. I mean, cause I, it's funny because you've met, I've, I've met people who have made seven figures on their own, but then they're like, I've got no connections and like nobody knows who I am. And it's right. just a really lonely path. And then they're like sitting there trying to like build that network, which is fine. I just find it's like, it could be a much funner, fun path, a much more fun path. Uh, my English is horrible. <laughs> and it's a much, it's a much more enjoyable way to grow. Um, and sometimes easier too. So I oh, love yeah. that. I love that. Um, so cool. So Saba, thank you again. Uh, I will make sure we have the links to all of the things we mentioned in this uh podcast slash live video uh training in the group as well as on the show notes for everybody um and other than that i really really appreciate you coming on awesome thank you so much for having me thanks